forget. Looks like we're on. Uh, good morning. Today is June 9th, 2015. Welcome to the Finance Committee of the San Francisco County Transportation Authority. Uh, my name is John Avalos, the chair of the committee. Uh, uh, our clerk is Stephen Stamus, and would like to uh, announce our SFGTV staff who are broadcasting today, Herb Ferret and Jim Smith. Uh, Mr. Stamus, can you uh, read our first item? Item number one, roll call. Commissioner Avalos? Present. Avalos present. Commissioner Campos? Campos present. Commissioner Cohen? Present. Cohen present. Commissioner Kim? Kim absent. Commissioner Marr? Here. Marr present. We have quorum. Okay, let's go on to our next item, please. Consent calendar. Items two to three comprise the consent calendar. These items are considered routine. Staff is not planning to present on these items or are prepared to present if desired. If a member objects, any of the consent items may be removed and considered separately. Okay, we have uh, two items that are on here. I don't see any comments from colleagues. Let's go on to uh, public comment. Any member of the public would like to comment on items number two and three, our consent calendar? And see none come forward, we'll close public comment. And uh, a motion to uh, approve these items from Supervisor Campos, seconded by Supervisor Omar, and we'll take that with a roll call vote. On the consent calendar, Commissioner Avalos? Aye. Avalos, aye. Commissioner Campos? Aye. Campos, aye. Commissioner Cohen? Cohen, aye. Commissioner Kim? Kim, absent. Commissioner Marr? Aye. Marr, aye. The consent calendar passes. Very good. Um, next item, please. Item four, state and federal legislative update. This is an information item. Good morning, Chairman and members. Mark Watts, pleased to be here today. Notice the Warriors banner outside, so good luck on game three. Um, there's three, three measures we're adding to uh, the uh, bill matrix, all for a watch position. I could cover them real briefly unless you had questions. And then staff had a couple of items that they wanted me to, uh, that were not specifically matrix issues, but just catch you up on a few of the measures and, and goings on in the Capitol. Okay. Uh, the first measure is AB 318 by uh, Assemblymember Chu. It's on page seven and of uh, the matrix, sorry. And it deals with uh, a problem that LA Metro has identified, uh, and that is the storage of lost or unclaimed bicycles. And they're asking for a pilot program uh, to be available statewide to test uh, a shorter time frame for the return. Um, it, it did pass the assembly. It's in the Senate. hasn't been set for a committee yet. Uh, and has... Uh, run into some questions about uh, whether it's, uh, it's appropriate to move, so we wanted to watch it for now rather than stake out a position. Um, AB 1360 uh, by Mr. Ting is on page 19, and this deals with um, TNCs uh, desiring to allow split, share, split fares in their operation of their, uh, of their vehicles. Uh, the CPUC has taken the position and notified them that this is inappropriate because the PUC does believe that uh, that these are really closer that these the Uber and Lyft model is closer to a charter party. Tra I always have a bad time saying this. Charter party carrier, and there's a restriction in state law that uh, pro prohibits split fares or reduced fares within. Uh, um, a vehicle. This law, this bill would uh, uh, exempt TNCs from that P 
PUC regulation and allow short, uh, smaller fares for individuals in a split share, uh, split fare uh, circumstances. Sorry, fumbled over. That was what, a what, uh, I'm sorry, what item is that again? That is uh, AB 1360 on page 19. And the final bill to bring to your attention is AB 254 uh, by Allen on page 27. This is a legislative alternative to something the administration had hoped to do in the budget, and it's a, a process to streamline relinqu relinquishment of state highway segments. Um, rather than uh, each individual state highway segment having to come to an agreement between the locality and the state and then bringing it forward to the capital for a special bill to authorize the relinquishment after the commission has reviewed it, this would say, uh, except for interstate segments or uh, major interregional roads, if a locality and the department come to an agreement, they can go directly to the commission and this streamlined process would apply. So uh, we think there may be some applicability, but we're going to monitor that, that as well. Okay. Moving on, um, one of the uh, most interesting bills that self-help counties are following this year is AB 194 by Mr. Frazier that deals with toll lanes and hot lanes. This bill is sponsored by the Self-Help County Coalition. Um, again, this is another legislative measure that was in competition for a while with a, a, an approach that the administration sought to do in the budget as a budget trailer bill. Both houses rejected the administration approach, and Mr. Fraser's bill is the last bill standing. Uh, it cleared readily through the, um, through the assembly and is pending referral in Senate rules, likely to go to Senate trans. In the meantime, there are discussions going on. There have been um, amendments put forward, most notably by Transform, which is the uh, uh, NGO that you know supports transit operations and, uh, and other forms of transportation? They're saying that when in the case in a corridor where there is excess revenues, which occurs when you're using a market-based mechanism to adjust traffic, it may occur. Uh, the administration would like to have an expenditure plan, and the bill conceives of an expenditure plan that deals with maintenance ongoing uh, uh, rehabilitation preservation activities. The transform proposal would be to also include as eligible expenditures uh, transit service and active transportation. Um, I'm not sure where the administration is going to come out on that, so this will be an issue that will be decided in the Senate Transportation Committee. Uh, in addition, the committee consultants are in discussions with the um, author's office and one area of focus that's emerged is how to treat um, uh, low and moderate income drivers who have access to, who would have access to HOV lanes under this bill. Um, to, in the case where uh, it's a hot lane or a managed lane that requires a transponder, what's the right way to deal with low and moderate income folks that uh, to, to pay for or, or, or reimburse for the cost of the uh, of the transponder. LA County has uh, two roadways where they have a system in place that uh, offsets part of the cost of the transponders for certain categories of, of uh, motorists. So this will be a, a, um, an issue that will be worked out in the Transportation Committee as well. Um, and I've talked about this bill in the past, but as a reminder, this measure does have language particular to the Bay Area that allows local agencies as defined, which includes the CMAs in the Bay Area, as distinct from MTC, the MPO. 
uh, MPO has the authority to develop the systems, but under language in Mr. Fraser's bill, they have to do it in consultation. In this area, MTC would have to do it in consultation with the local agency jurisdiction and also offer the opportunity to allow that jurisdiction to develop the project all the way up to the point of operations, but then operations would be under the uh, ages of MTC. So that's the framework of, that's in the bill now that uh, the Self-Help County Coalition is supporting and endorsing. Senator Bell's uh, major transportation funding program is uh, on the Senate floor. Um, for parliamentary reasons, it, it, it is, remains eligible. The deadline date for moving bills out of the Senate was last Friday. However, because this has an urgency clause in it, it's not subject to that. As has emerged in the last week or so, there had been a thought about trying to um, embed the transportation funding solution into uh, a part of the budget process. That was decided not to be the approach, and uh, basically the Speaker's Office and the Pro Tem's Office have indicated that they would like to address uh, the transportation package, including Senator Bell's bill, um, later in the session, probably in August. I bring that up as backdrop just to let you know that MTC is seeking several amendments that we would make you aware of them. One, there's an incentive program of 5% of the revenues um, off the top are set aside for new self-help counties, but not existing self-help counties. And MTC is saying, no, we should broaden that, use the incentive pot so that current self-help counties who may be seeking uh, an addition or an extension would also be eligible to tap into that pot. Um, this could be one of the more contentious issues because um, there's strong feelings by legislators on the side of the so-called aspiring counties that don't have uh, current sales taxes and then the current sales tax counties. So I'm not sure, I can't predict how this one's gonna turn out. It's gonna be an interesting discussion. Um, one helpful re uh, amendment that I've come across at MTC is while a lot of the, the state money is going into the SHOP program, which is the Highway Operation and Preservation Program, one of the categories there is uh, operational improvements, and they want to clarify, MTC would like to clarify that indeed the money can go for system operation and management, not just into preservation. A little bit more flexibility for the kinds of projects that are needed in congested uh, areas of the state. Um, there's a technical amendment, um, and they're also asking the author to consider making the five-year program in his bill permanent rather than a five-year sunset. Um, one other measure that uh, the staff asked me to, to bring to your attention is uh, AB40, Mr. Ting. We've spoken about this in the past. This started off as a um, prohibition of the imposition of tolls on the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, as it passed through the assembly, it was broadened, so any of the bridges under state control or local government control that allow pedestrian bike uses cannot, would not be allowed to impose a toll. So it's been made a, a statewide policy rather than a, a local policy. And that's it for um, covering the, the issues staff wanted to, and I'm open to questions. Thank you. Just on a question on um, AB 1360, the bill around chartered uh, party carrier of passengers, the individual fare exemption. Um, did our position evolve on that, um, or has it always been a watch position? It's been a watch. Um, the bill has somewhat evolved, if I recall the history. Um, um, and I'm just 
wondering if, um, you know, if we're, this legislation is coming in the middle of, uh, is coming before the city has really made a decision about how to incorporate TNCs in our overall transportation plan. And uh, it seems like we're getting a foot in the door saying how the TNCs will operate um, before we actually have a global plan about really how they should be participating. It seems the verdict is still out on that. And, yeah, and I think that this legislation um, kind of, you know, pushes you know, a certain type of participation on our streets that necessarily hasn't been approved by the MTA and hasn't been weighed in on at a very deep level by policymakers like the Board of Supervisors and Transportation Authority. So um, I'd like, I, you know, position as a watch, something that makes a lot of sense, but I could also, you know, even swing to, you know, a no position as well um, because we haven't really gone through a correct process, and this is putting something in the middle of the process that we haven't created yet. Right, I understand that. Um, is that just a, yeah, no, just I, a I, comment, I, and yeah. my colleagues have anything to add on that? If not, we can move on. Um, okay. So, I did have a question about a couple pieces of legislation. Okay. So, um, so there's four from Anthony Canella from the Central Valley on slowing speed down around school zones. And I know we are supportive of SB 564 on page 28. And then there's three other ones. One is a technical one, SB 595. Then there's uh, um, another one that's dealing with distances from, from schools. Right. And then the last one, SB 698 kind of funding from cap-and-trade to fund school safety zone projects. And I, all three of those are a watch. And I'm just wondering if you could give us a little bit of background on the politics of those. Well, certainly the, and I don't have the bill number, but the one that deals with distances has been made into a two-year bill, and the sponsors and, and the author will be working with the Department of Transportation um, uniform manual uh, folks to see if there's a pathway for that. Um, the other ones, um, I mean, taken as a whole, you know, Mr. Canella has long tried to uh, provide m more safe uh, travel around schools uh, for the benefit of the, of the, of the uh, uh, pedestrians and bicyclists. I think that the bills that you cited are likely to move forward as is with the uh, having set aside the one measure uh, for further work. Yep. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Kim. Thank you. Thank you. I just had a brief question, and I'm not sure if you went over it, but um, it's been on the roster for, um, I think, the last three months. And this is just on AB 528. And I was just wondering if you could give any update on where the discussion is at on this bill. I'm not recalling it by number. Uh, AB 528 is the San Francisco Bay Area Rapid District Strike Prohibition. From Baker. Oh, yeah. Uh, Prohibiting BART employees from striking. Right, right. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's not going to proceed this year nor next year. Okay. Thank you. Okay. 
Um, no other names on the roster. We can go on to, uh, thank you, for, thank Mark, you. for your presentation. Uh, we can go on to uh, public comment. Any member of the public who would like to comment? The floor is yours. Presentation. Uh, our person go to Chinatown every day, uh, all week long. For uh, trans uh, land use transportation of the new transit system on Stockton in between Washington and Clay, the new transit system coming up to be completely great, a great grand opening will definitely make a joyfulness to all the people of Chinatown, citizen people of Chinatown, and uh, outside people, tourists. Then, besides the landmark of City, City College, the Possible Square, then Chinatown definitely have a new, can be known as a significant landmark, the new landmark. So the tourists and the people of Chinatown will, uh, can say, make your day, make my day, make everybody happy uh, Chinatown day. Thank you. Thank you. I'm reminded of Clint Eastwood right now. Um, any other member of the public who'd like to comment? And see none, we'll close public comment. And if uh, we can have a motion to approve. Information item. That's information item. Okay, great. Um, next <coughs> item, please. Item five, recommend awarding a three-year professional services contract with an option to extend for two additional one-year periods to Vevernick, Trin, and Day and & Co in an amount not to exceed 300000 for annual audit services and authorizing the executive director to negotiate contract payment terms and non-material contract terms and conditions. This is an action item. Good morning, Commissioner. Cynthia Fong, Deputy Director for Finance and Administration. What I have before you is a request uh, to to request to award a contract to Vavernick, Trin, and Day and Company uh, for audit services. Uh, the fiscal policy prescribes that the Transportation Authority should undergo an audit each fiscal year. On March 13th, uh, we issued an RFP. On April 22nd, we received three proposals uh, from three qualified uh, audit firms. On May 6th, we selected each of the firms and had interviews. The panel consisted of Transportation Authority staff and staff from the controller's office. Uh, we, based on the interviews and the uh, criteria that we selected, uh, we'd like to award the contract to Vavernick, Trin, and Day. Um, based on their experience, uh, they have are currently auditing the Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority, the Golden Gate Bridge Highway and and Transportation District, uh, the Transpay Joint Powers Authority, the Orange County Transportation Authority, uh, along with the Alameda County Transportation uh, Commission. We felt that their wealth of experience um, and a fresh set of eyes looking over the TA's financial statements um, and information would be a good change um, for this coming fiscal year. Uh, we, they, we have also proposed a 10% DBE requirement. Um, Valvernick, Trin, and Day had come in with um, meeting this requirement and will be assigning work to a DBE certified uh, vendor named Calvin Louie. Uh, this, this contract will be funded with Prop K funds, uh, federal funds, state funds, and possibly regional funds, depending on the type of audits that they're performing. Uh, in addition, the CAC, uh, um, CAC was um, briefed on this item and they unanimously voted a motion of support. Um, with that, I have a representative from Vavonic Trin and Day available to answer any questions, and I'm more than happy to answer any questions for this item. Thank you. I don't think we have any questions. Thank you for your presentation and your work on developing the proposal. Um, we can go to public comment. Any member of the public who would like to comment? And seeing none, we'll close public comment. And colleagues have a motion to 
So I move approval of this item. Okay. And second by uh, Commissioner Kim. And uh, roll, call. roll call vote. On item five, Commissioner Avalos. Aye. Avalos, aye. Commissioner Campos. Campos absent. Commissioner Cohen. Aye. Cohen, aye. Commissioner Kim. Aye. Kim, aye. Commissioner Mar. Aye. Mar, aye. The item passes. Okay, great. Next item, please. Item six, recommend increasing the amount of the professional services contract with Parsons Brinkerhoff by 224600 for a total amount not to exceed 596600 for planning and engineering services for the 19th Avenue M Ocean View project pre-environmental study phase and authorizing executive director to modify contract payment terms and non-material contract terms and conditions. This is an action item. Good morning, Chair Avalos and committee members. Liz Bryson, I'm a senior transportation planner with the Transportation Authority and also wearing a hat as SFMTA's contract project manager for the 19th Avenue M Ocean View project. Um, today, I'll cover just a little bit of a history of uh, the 19th Avenue project's purpose and the TA's role in it, and then um, talk a little bit about the request before you today. So as background, um, many of you probably remember between 2012 and 2014, we conducted a feasibility study that was called the 19th Avenue Transit Study, uh, considering some pretty substantial and exciting changes to the M Ocean View and to 19th Avenue. Uh, one of the big rationale for looking at major changes was the uh, major development that has been approved at Park Merced, tripling the density there. Uh, as a part of Park Merced's development agreement, they are committed to making an investment to 19th Avenue and the M that is valued at $70 million. Um, through the feasibility study, we considered several options for grades separating the crossings of M Ocean View with 19th Avenue by considering taking it either over or under the street near Stonestown Galleria, San Francisco State University, and Park Merced. Um, in uh, March of 2014, we concluded the feasibility study, having uh, developed several options, identified one that we found to be the highest performing to advance into the subsequent phase of work, and some additional questions we wanted to answer in the phase of work that we are now in. So this new phase we have been calling the pre-environmental study phase. Um, the main item we must do is prepare a document called a Caltrans Project Study Report Project Development Support Package. Um, this is the first stage in preparing a project that affects the state-owned right-of-way. Um, as we move to this phase, uh, there was agreement between SFCTA and SFMTA that SFMTA would take over the lead role of the project, while SFCTA would continue to be um, collaborating on multiple fronts, including lending me, um, as well as um, serving as a procuring agency for the effort. So about a year ago, we conducted a competitive procurement and selected Parsons Brinkerhoff to conduct the scope of work for this phase of the project. Um, it's been about a year and we've made really strong progress. Um, Caltrans is really engaged as we're having these meetings with them and we are anticipating being able to, to submit our draft PSR package sometime this summer. Um, However, after a year, there are a few additional scope items that we see a need to invest in in this phase, and that's the subject of this request. Um, the main rationale um, is twofold. The first is that um, when I was scoping this pre-environmental study phase, I made an assumption that the level of engineering work that our feasibility study level of engineering had been that had been conducted was going to be adequate to carry directly into the PSR process. And what we learned is that we actually needed to um, make some, diff some changes to that work to get to a set of plans, profiles, and cross-sections that can go into that package. So that's the, the major um, addition. Um, in the second piece of the scope addition has to do with 
wanting to take another look at the southern part of the project study area. This is near Park Merced and um, the OMI neighborhood between Randolph Street and Park Merced. And um, at this point, we're uh, very interested in doing some conceptual work of an additional option that would take the M underground. Um, there's several reasons we think it's important to do this now. Um, one is that we think it's going to open up some new phasing opportunities to be able to put forward some part of this project on the aggressive timeline that we need to for the Park Merced Development Agreement timeline. A second reason is that we think there's an opportunity to minimize community impacts in the OMI. And a third reason is that um, the more we look at the constructability challenges of building a bridge over the state-owned right-of-way by lowering the roadway, um, the more that starts to look like it's going to be a really substantial cost driver to the project. Um, so um, the attachment one to your memo documents the scope in, um, additions in a little bit more detail as well as their rationale. Um, the plans and programs committee next week will be considering an addition of Prop K to fully fund this additional work. Um, and I've kept today's update very focused on just what we need to do to um, continue the technical work, but we are anticipating our next major round of outreach somewhere in the fall to winter timeframe, and I'd be happy to do a more thorough update on some of the, the fun and sexy aspects of the project at that time. Uh, so with that, I'll conclude my presentation. Happy to answer any questions. Thank you. Uh, you covered a lot of ground there. <laughs> it was very impressive. Um, and I appreciate you working with my office on the alternative for uh, the M through the OMI or, or over to the OMI from, from Park Merced. I think that's um, uh, really important uh, to consider what the impacts are going to be there. So that's an ongoing effort. So I really appreciate that work. Commissioner Mark. Yeah, Ms. Bryson, one of the bits of information you rattled off was a state-owned bridge Where's the bridge? Oh, sure. Or the and proposal? I was told there might be a question, so I did bring um, a visual, if we can get um, the screen up. So um, this shows our study area. If you look in the top right, this is sort of a context. We're in the very southwest corner of um, uh, San Francisco. And um, the location of the bridge that was proposed in the feasibility study was um, crossing from Font to Randolph right here. And the idea was that to build this bridge, you would lower the state highway so that the bridge would go sort of gradually from uh, Park Merced to Randolph Street. Um, and so that bridge would be crossing the state right-of-way. Um, and of course, 19th Avenue is, um, oh, I'm not talking to the mic, is major state highway. It's about 72,000 vehicles per day that cross on that road. So the challenge of um, needing to disrupt traffic to actually get in there and build it um, is one of the many things why we think it's prudent to look at this additional option in the south. Okay, uh, no other questions here. And uh, thank you for your presentation, uh, your thorough presentation. And we look forward to seeing the actual, um, you know, next, uh, you know, deeper presentation from that. Um, so uh, public comment is now open on item number six. Any member of the public would like to comment? Seeing none, we'll close public comment. And uh, colleagues, if we could uh, have a motion to approve. and I move approval. And seconded by Commissioner Kim. And uh, we'll have a roll call vote. Uh, same house. Same house, same call. <laughs> item passes. Thank you. Uh, next item, please. Item 7, recommend adopting the proposed fiscal year 2015-16 annual budget and work program. This is an action item. 
Hello, Cynthia Fong, Deputy Director for Finance and um, Administration. Um, what you have before you is the action item to adopt the proposed fiscal year 2015-16 annual budget. This item was brought to you for a preliminary review at last month's Finance Committee meeting. Um, what's happened from this point, uh, from then to this point, is that we have updated the numbers. We have updated the numbers by $21,554. Um, this is a net change from additional revenue sources we've received. We've um, received a commitment of up to $200,000 uh, from SFMPTA and the planning department, $100,000 each for the SF Champ um, San Francisco demand forecast modeling. Um, what this $100,000 from each agency will help to contribute with the care, the maintenance, uh, the update of the SF Champ model, um, and we're, we'll be able to implement new uh, relevant um, features and reporting tools and uh, much, much more. <laughs> now, uh, this comes at a crucial time um, since the state's planning, programming, and monitoring SB 45 funds for this fiscal coming fiscal year um, is um, nothing to be received for, from the Transportation Authority. Um, we typically receive $400,000 to $500,000 each year for this type of funding, but because of the um, because of where the state is, we will not be receiving any. This allows us to shift um, other funds we have, the Federal Surface Transportation Programming um, 3% grants, and um, we'll be able to save these funds since we're receiving the additional contribution from the two agencies, and we'll be able to save these for future projects and um, future upcoming projects in this coming year or future fiscal years. Uh, I also like to, we also have a presentation from you from last uh, month, and um, Commissioner, Com uh, Commissioner Campos, uh, requested additional information uh, regarding one of the line items in the budget. I would like to um, bring your attention to page seven of the PowerPoint presentation. This uh, it represents a pie chart of the Prop K sales tax capital budget expenditures. Um, it's 135 million, and he uh, specifically asked uh, for what pieces of um, this. What where, where are the funds going to? And as you can see from this chart. 25% uh, of it is going to the SFMTA vehicle procurements. 10% uh, is going to the radio communication system um, project. Uh, the Transbay um, Terminal Caltrain Extension receives 10% of these fundings. Uh, the Geary BRT will receive 7. Presidio Parkway will receive another 7%. And all other projects will receive the remaining 41%. And that includes um, street resurfacing, traffic calming, bike projects, transit, state of good repair, and uh, Muni Forward. Uh, now these expenditures represent uh, approximately 47% of existing allocations and anticipates 53% of future allocations that will come before the Plans and Programming Committee and later, therefore, to the board for full approval. Um, our estimates are from uh, approved cash flow schedules, uh, reimbursement histories from all the various sponsors over the past uh, fiscal years, project progress reports we receive on a quarterly basis, uh, any additional sponsor information, and the Adoptic Strategic Plan and five-year prioritization programs. Um, with that, if there isn't any other questions, um, I'd like to end my presentation. No other questions here? Thank you. Great. So this item is now uh, open for public comment. Any member of the public would like to comment? And see none, we'll close public comment. And uh, we have a new house. Um, so uh, first a motion from uh, 
Commissioner Campos and seconded by Commissioner Kim and we'll have a roll call vote. On item number seven, Commissioner Alvarez? Aye. Alvarez, aye. Commissioner Campos? Aye. Campos, aye. Commissioner Cohen? Aye. Cohen, aye. Commissioner Kim? Aye. Kim, aye. Commissioner Marr? Aye. Marr, aye. The item passes. Okay, very good. We'll go on to our next item. Item eight, introduction of new items. This is an information item. Uh, colleagues, have any new business? Commissioner Kim? I don't have any new business, but I did want to maybe after this make a motion to rescind the consent calendar so I, uh, we can do a full vote on that item. Okay. Um, uh, public comment is now open on item number eight. Any member of the public would like to comment? Let's see, none come forward, close public comment. And so uh, we have a motion from uh, Commissioner Kim to rescind the vote on the consent calendar. And Second. Seconded by Commissioner Campos. And um, we can take that without objection. Yes. Um, and so now a revote on the consent calendar. Okay. On the consent calendar, Commissioner Oblos? Aye. Oblos, aye. Commissioner Campos? Aye. Campos, aye. Commissioner Cohen? Aye. Cohen, aye. Commissioner Kim? Aye. Kim, aye. Commissioner Marr? Aye. Marr, aye. The consent calendar passes. Okay. Very good. Um, our Next item. Item nine, public comment. Uh, general public comment is now open. Any member of the public would like to comment? See none, we'll close public comment. Our next item. Item 10, adjournment. Okay, thank you very much. We are adjourned.